0: Welcome to the Comparison Group Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. We're going to get right down to business here. Not a lot of buildup. I'm going to play another Trump clip for you. This particular clip I want you to listen to is Donald Trump saying he may not approve of stricter FDA guidelines for the COVID vaccine. Okay, stay with me here. Pay attention to it. It's Donald Trump asked by a reporter about the FDA and guidelines for releasing the COVID vaccine and Donald Trump's answer. Okay, Mr. President, uh, the FDA is reportedly considering uh, stricter guidelines for the uh, emergency authorization of a COVID vaccine. Are you okay with that? Well, I
1: tell you what—we're looking at that. That has to be approved by the White House. We may or may not approve it. Uh, that sounds like a political move because when you have Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna—these great companies coming up with these the vaccines and they've done testing and everything else—I'm saying, why would they have to be, you know, adding great length to the process? We want to have people not get sick. The vaccine is very important. It's the final step. I believe it's going to be the final step and uh no we're looking at that but i think it's a i think that was a political move more than anything else on that sir
0: Uh, it's designed to improve trust in the vaccine do you think that's not needed
1: well i have tremendous trust in these massive companies that are uh, so brilliantly organized in terms of what they've been doing with the tests i mean i don't know that a government as big as we are could do tests like this we've uh, made it possible for them to do the tests in rapid fashion, but when they come back and they say that we have something that works and absolutely works, and they're coming back with great numbers and statistics and tests and everything else that they have to come back with, I don't see any reason why it should be delayed further, because if they delete, delay in a week or two weeks or three weeks, you know, that's a lot of lives you're talking about. Uh, Scott, would you agree with that, or how do you feel about that? Yeah, thanks. Um, Yeah, I mean, there is no... I I think that people don't understand what's going on with Operation Warp Speed. It's unprecedented what's happened here. A typical vaccine takes roughly four years or so, and now we're going to have a vaccine highly likely in, in far less than one year, but without cutting any safety corners, because the president has done things concomitant to the development of the vaccine, that is, the manufacturing, the logistics... Everything is being done at the same time, and that's never been done before. But there is zero cutting of safety concerns. There, is, there should be no uh, hesitation about the safety. You shouldn't be punished by doing something faster than other people uh, could have done or thought. It's the opposite. We have a pandemic. The urgency is the pandemic, not politics.
0: Who would have thought it? To get the answer for the people who are hesitant to take the vaccine because they think the vaccine was developed too quickly, who many of them just happen to be Trump supporters, who would have thought it? I could just go to Donald Trump himself to assuage your fears? Donald Trump, did you listen to him? Did you hear him? Did you hear what he said? He had total faith in the vaccine being safe. He didn't feel the vaccine was rushed. In fact, he was rushing to get the vaccine out. Obviously, because he wanted to get the vaccine out before the election. But if you don't believe good old Donald, he brought up Dr. Scott Atlas. Remember him? And he explained to you why they were able to get the vaccine so quickly, how they did concomitant things. Why do you have to use a $10 word when a 25 cent word will do just fine? He meant they did things concurrently at the same time to make it faster. He said they didn't cut any corners and he said you shouldn't be punished for getting things done quicker than other people could have gotten it done. So stop punishing America by not taking the vaccine because you feel like it was developed too quickly when the very people you listen to and support the most told you, told you why and how they were able to get the vaccine done so quickly. Here are some other clips you can find on YouTube. Trump says no other president ever pushed the FDA like him. You can find that. on Just Google it. Look it up. Video of Trump saying, I pushed the FDA to get this vaccine done. Another clip you can find. Trump dismisses plan for tougher standards for vaccine. He dismissed the plan for tougher standards that the FDA wanted to put in place. You want another one? I'll post this one to the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com. Listen to this one. White House threatens to fire FDA chief unless the Pfizer vaccine is approved by Friday. I'll read this straight from the article. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows told the head of the Food and Drug Administration to submit his resignation if the agency doesn't clear the Pfizer-Corona's vaccine for emergency use by the day's end. The warning led FDA Commissioner Stephen Zahn and the agency to accelerate its timetable for clearing America's first COVID-19 vaccine. Google it. You'll find plenty of articles, plenty of videos about how Donald Trump pushed and pushed and pushed to get the vaccine out as quick as possible. So you cannot go to a Donald Trump rally and cheer like maniacs when he talks about how he got the vaccine so quickly when no one else could, and then at the same exact time say, I don't want to take the vaccine. It was done too quickly. I don't want to take the vaccine. It's not FDA approved. Donald Trump pushed to get it out. Not Joe Biden. Not Fauci. Fauci didn't push to get the vaccine out. Donald Trump did. Not the CDC. They didn't push to get the vaccine out. Donald Trump did. Now, I know how your mind works. I know how your minds work. You're going to say, well, that was the Trump vaccine. That was when Trump was president. I would take the Trump vaccine, but I don't trust this Biden vaccine. I think the Biden administration has been monkeying around with the vaccine putting microchips and such in it. Listen, people, Joe Biden is not mixing this vaccine up in the bathtub at the White House. You heard what Trump said. Great companies, big companies, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. That's who's making the vaccine. What's the incentive for those companies to make a vaccine that would harm people? What's the incentive for the Biden administration to allow a vaccine to be distributed that would harm people, particularly when the people who are taking the vaccine tend to be Democratic voters. Great Caesar's ghost, people. In the early days of the vaccine rollout, people were criticizing Biden for not getting it out quick enough. People were criticizing Biden for setting too low expectations on how he could get it How fast he could get it out. Remember that Fox News was on him because Biden projected that he could give a million shots a day. And Fox said, oh, that's easy. That's too low. They criticized him for not wanting to get it out quick enough. In the early days, people, including conservatives, including conservative media, were criticizing the fact that prisoners would get the vaccine early, criticizing that people who smoke would get the vaccine early. But then someone came along, someone came along and put it in your head. Now, don't take the vaccine. It was developed too quickly. And you went from, why do they get it before me to me don't want it at all? So I guess based on what Scott Atlas said, it normally takes four years to develop a vaccine, what I've heard Donald Trump say, it normally takes three to five years to develop a vaccine. I guess that's how long you'll wait. I guess that's how long you would have wanted the country to wait for this vaccine, three to five years. And I listen to Donald Trump now, the guy who bragged about how quickly he got the vaccine out, and he seems gleeful. Why on earth would you be gleeful that Biden is struggling with? to convince people to get vaccinated. Why would that make you happy? But that's what he says. Oh, Biden, he's doing poorly. People don't trust him. The people he's referring to are his supporters. Wrap your mind around the fact that he seems gleeful that his supporters don't trust Joe Biden and therefore won't take a vaccine that he took and made sure everyone he loved took before he left the White House because he knew it would save their lives. Let that roll around in your head for a minute. What other vaccine objections have I heard? I've heard people call into radio shows and say, my doctor told me not to get the vaccination. No, he or she didn't, you liar. I'm sure there are some wacky doctors out there. There are wacky people in every profession. If a doctor told someone not to get the vaccine, vaccination, it's most likely because they tested positive for COVID within the last several months, and so they have some level of immunity. I think most doctors who are professionals would offer the pros and cons of taking the vaccine, make a recommendation based on their knowledge, and tell the patient it's ultimately up to them to decide what they want to do, not just say, don't take it. And if you ask these people, What reason did the doctor give you for saying, don't take it? They normally say, she told me it's too new. Really? The doctor had the same objection to the vaccine as you did. Isn't that coincidental? Liar. Next, what's another objection? I've done the research and I don't trust it. Hmm. You've done the research and you don't trust it. This is another big one with radio callers. Listen. Sitting on the toilet and Googling vaccine bad, not even putting the question mark, just assuming Google knows you're asking a question, is not doing research. Next. Now, there is a objection that's unique to black people because black people say they don't trust the vaccine because the U.S. government has experimented on black people in the past, the Tuskegee experiments and so forth. You have to recognize we're giving the vaccination to everyone, not just black people. If this was going to be an experiment on black people, you'd have to give the vaccine to only black people. What else? What other objections do you have to taking a vaccine? Oh, you say it's against your religion? Okay, make an exception. Make an exception and take the vaccine, go against your religion, and make an exception for the vaccine. Just make an exception like you do when you lie or bear false witness. Make an exception like you do when you take the Lord's name in vain, or don't honor your father or mother. Make an exception like you do when you have sex out of wedlock. That falls under adultery. Make an exception like you do when you have feelings of greed, jealousy, or envy. That's under the covet, one of the Ten Commandments. Something tells me that breaking any of those commandments goes against your religion But you make an exception so you can make an exception and take the vaccine. What else? You don't trust this MRNA, the Pfizer, Moderna vaccines. They're not true vaccines. Only the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is a true vaccine. Okay, here's what I say to this. Why don't you go to H.E. double hockey sticks? Okay, I'm sick of playing around with people. People are dying. You're putting children's life at risk with this nonsense. If we had kept up with the pace that we were on with vaccinations, we would be done. We would be done with COVID. If we had continued on the pace of vaccinating 2 million people a day, we would be done with COVID at this point. 2 million vaccinations a day between January and July is about 400 million vaccinations, over 400 million vaccinations. There are 330 million people in this country. We would be done with COVID right now. Everyone would have had a first shot. Everyone would have had some level of immunity. But no, I don't trust mRNA. What's with this gain-of-function research? Pfizer and Moderna aren't real vaccines. I clean toilets for a living. If I start walking around and talking with absolute authority and confidence about epidemiology, lock me up. I'm a danger to myself and others. I don't know anything about epidemiology. I can barely say the word. I definitely can't spell it. And neither can you. But you're walking around talking like you're an expert about vaccines. Because you read something somewhere. Because someone at the truck stop told you something that one time. Unless the person who told you something at the truck stop is a truck driver during the day and an epidemiologist at night they may not have known what they were talking about and then there's the big one freedom i'm free this is america and you can't force me to take the vaccine first of all no one has ever been mandated or there was no mandates for anyone to take the vaccine from the very beginning people have been complaining like there's some kind of mandate in place that's never been in place for the past year, it seems like. Even before the vaccine was available, people were complaining, they're not going to force me to take that vaccine. And no one was talking about forcing anyone to take the vaccine. Because quite frankly, who would have ever thought you'd have to force someone to take the vaccine? But when the shot came and you found out, there were quite a few people, who didn't want to take the vaccine not didn't want to be the first person to take the vaccine because I didn't want to be the first person to take the vaccine, but people who just never wanted to take the vaccine. When we found that out, there still weren't mandates. No, there were lotteries. There were free beer giveaways. There were free Krispy Kreme donut giveaways. I see now New York City, Is saying they're going to pay a hundred dollars to anyone to get vaccinated. We're now down to paying people to get vaccinated. Does that sound like a mandate to you? No, I love freedom just as much as the next guy. I love this country and I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But you notice the freer people are, the more you're forced to mandate common sense. Ah, what's the use? Moving on. I'm going to talk a little bit about January 6th, about the hearings, and I'm going to talk a little bit differently about it than you're probably going to hear in the news. But first, before I do that, let me just mention a couple of things. One thing I just want to get off my chest, I tweeted to President Joe Biden about the end of the war in Afghanistan and the soldiers coming home. And I tweeted that I don't like the tone coming from the administration about ending the war in Afghanistan. When Biden made the announcement, a reporter asked him, is this a mission accomplished moment? You know, they all like to bring up the mission accomplished thing. And Biden immediately said, no, 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 no mission accomplished. And then he called himself and he said, it's mission accomplished in as much as we achieved what we want there to do, Uh, getting Osama bin Laden, uh, neutralizing al-Qaeda, so on and so forth. But at the same time, He had to catch himself, and I don't like when he talks as if we've done all we can do, we can't do any more sort of thing. I have no problem with the troops coming home. I'm happy to see them coming home. I just want to make sure this administration remembers that our American soldiers, the men and women who fought in these wars, did everything that was asked of them. If there is anything that is left undone, it's not on them it's on the leaders. It's on the leaders over the last three administrations, I suppose. They are the ones that should accept the responsibility for the way the war went and with anything being left undone or unaccomplished. Our men and women in the military should be treated as heroes and should be given parades when they come home. Let's not make the same mistake twice. That's all I'll say about that. Just needed to get it off my chest. Now, As far as Simone Biles, since it's in the news as I'm doing this show, that's a pity. It's a shame. Feel sorry for her. Would have liked to see her compete. But my main focus is on Sydney McLaughlin. Let's make sure Sydney McLaughlin is okay. Because I want to be sure I see her compete. As far as I'm concerned, Sydney McLaughlin could have taken Simone Biles' place. Sydney McLaughlin could have taken Shikari Richardson's place. Sydney McLaughlin can throw the shot put as far as I'm concerned. She could do platform diving because Sydney McLaughlin is Caliente. She runs the hurdles and track and field. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And my wife can get upset with me if she wants to about what I'm saying, but I don't give her a hard time when she drools all over Jason Statham and the rock. What was that? Nothing. I didn't say anything. Oh, One last thing I do want to say on COVID before I move on to January 6th. The time is pretty much over for the I told you so's. We're seeing a lot of stories about people who mocked the vaccine or were resistant to getting the vaccine. And they ended up in the hospital begging for the vaccine. We don't need to continue to hammer people with these stories. I know the news is still going to do these stories. But we don't need to continue posting it on Facebook and on Twitter. It's just going to make it that much harder for the people who don't want to take the vaccine to continue to be stubborn about not taking the vaccine. So I just think, me included, it's time to move on from the I told you so's. What it's time for is for Joe Biden to be seen shoulder to shoulder with Mitch McConnell. Now that Mitch McConnell is coming around and saying he wants to deal with the vaccine misinformation and he wants to run commercials in Kentucky to inform people about the safety of the vaccine. I need to see our political leaders standing shoulder to shoulder, agreeing on something for a change. Think about it. How long has it been since we've seen that? Anytime we see our political leaders from opposite parties, particularly the president, if he's sitting in the Oval Office with someone from the opposite party, it's because they're arguing about something or they're trying to hammer out something that they're arguing about. We never see them anymore together because they're agreeing on something or they announced something that they've agreed upon. So I'd like to see Joe Biden with Mitch McConnell, with some other Republican leaders, shoulder to shoulder on the vaccine. I'd also like to see him go on Fox News, as I've constantly talked about. I want to see Joe Biden go on Fox News go on one of the Sunday shows, Chris Wallace or something and sit there and don't berate people about getting vaccinated. Simply say, I understand why people would be hesitant in the beginning, but enough time has passed. We feel pretty good about the safety of these vaccines. Go and talk to your doctor, go on your doctor's advice to get vaccinated. Don't go on the advice of social media or the internet. That's all. Now, on January 6th, I sat there and I watched the hearing hearings, watched the officer officers uh, testify and watched the videos. And of course, I was as shocked and appalled as everyone else was. And I'm sure everyone will talk about it and pretty much say the same thing. Shocking, appalling, Donald Trump's to blame. That's all well and good. But there was something else that occurred to me while I was watching it. What occurred to me was, what was the plan If this insurrection succeeded, I'm convinced there was a plan for an insurrection because you don't show up to just a normal rally with bear spray and in in camouflage and with gas masks. So clearly some of the people, not all, but some of the people had plans for something. So what if the plan succeeded? Just walk through this with me. So we stormed the Capitol. We stopped the certification Of Biden as president. We get a hold of Pence and we get him to stop it voluntarily or we get him to stop it by any means necessary. We demand Donald Trump remain president until a new election can be organized, this time with the outcome we want. So this succeeds. What do you do then? Do Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi just go off to hammer out an infrastructure deal? I don't think so. I think it's going to be kind of hard to govern under these circumstances. So it's best that we demand Congress be dissolved. No problem. We still have two-thirds of the government with the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is conservative. But you know what? Even the conservative court hasn't gone the way we want lately. So it might be best if we dissolve the Supreme Court as well. We certainly don't need anyone questioning whether or not what we're doing is constitutional. So now Congress is gone, Supreme Court's gone. I assume what we have to do now is form a new government from the people who stormed the Capitol and kept Trump in office. Here's how I imagine the first cabinet meeting of our new government would go. Okay, okay. Everyone come to order. Our first order of business, obviously, is to get rid of the Jews. Whoa, 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 wait a second. I thought we support the Jews. No, we support Israel. Okay, but my wife is Jewish, and I didn't sign on for this. I just thought we were going to get rid of the Mexicans. Fine. Our first order of business will be to get rid of the Mexicans. Oh, well, no, hold on there. I own a 500-acre farm, and I can't afford to lose all my workers. Can't you just hire other people? Not that will work like the people I got now. Yeah, I actually have a note here. From dear leader Trump, he asked that we not get rid of anyone working for him at Mar-a-Lago. All right, fine, fine. So we won't get rid of any of the Mexicans right now. Skeeter, you have a question in the back? Uh, Yeah, when you say Mexicans, do you also mean Guatemalans? Because I have them working for me in my oil fields. Yeah, I also have some very nice folks from the Dominican Republic working for me. Fine, fine. Let's just call them something like Latin X. That will include everyone. Okay? Kanye, you have a question? Uh yeah. Do we have to pay the Latin X people? Of course you have to pay them. We're not restarting slavery. Yes, bubba, question. Did I hear you say we're not restarting slavery? This meeting's adjourned. Before you go, does anyone here know anything about monetary policy? Thanks for listening. The show has been on fire lately. I appreciate that. I'm going to try and keep it up. Follow me on Twitter at comparison underscore show at comparison underscore show. That's comparison. That little minus symbol at the bottom and then show. Check out the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com, for fact checks, sources, and additional episodes. As always, listen to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, those are the two main ones. I can give you a whole list, but those are the two main ones. I appreciate a lot of people go to the website, and a lot of people listen to shows from the website, but you can make it easier for yourself if you just subscribe to Apple Podcast and subscribe to Spotify. And that way the show will come to you as opposed to you going to the show. But either way, makes me happy as long as you listen. Thanks a lot. I'll see you next time.